0: Welcome to the Real Estate Special Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're talking about the thousands of restaurants that have closed. The pandemic has caused the closure of thousands upon thousands of restaurants. But now, even when the pandemic's coming to an end and restaurants are able to reopen, we're starting to see food establishments that have been around for decades continuing to close. We recently purchased a restaurant that's been in operation for 40 years. bought the restaurant as part of a land assembly for a planned condo tower. Once the new tower is built, there will be a ground floor commercial space for a new restaurant in a very walkable part of the community. The existing operator of the restaurant had set March of 2022 as the date they wanted to retire. The option exists for the owner to continue to operate after that date, but they've decided to call it quits. They're just too tired. They're having too much trouble hiring staff to operate the restaurant. This is a common story. The city of Toronto has seen more than 50 restaurants close since the start of the year. That's on top of the dozens and dozens of restaurants that closed their doors in 2020 during the pandemic. New York City has seen more than 1,000 restaurants close since the start of the pandemic. And one of my favorite restaurants in San Francisco is also closing. This property has been a fixture at Fisherman's Wharf since 1916. Castagnola's is the oldest continuously running restaurant in Fisherman's Wharf, and they're being sued by its landlord, the Port of San Francisco, for several hundred thousand dollars in unpaid rent. This restaurant is the longest tenured restaurant in Fisherman's Wharf. It opened in 1916 after the original proprietor, Tommaso Castagnola, invented the Dungeness Crab Cocktail for his crab stand at the 1915 World's Fair in San Francisco. The restaurant has not reopened since temporarily boarding up like much of the city in response to the pandemic. According to the lawsuit, Castagnola's mispayments of its monthly rent of $25,741 per month. The owner, Catherine Higdon, was sent three days notice to pay the rent amounting to $308,893 plus attorney's fees or quit the restaurant space. In August of 2020, the Port of San Francisco announced that it would forgive $13.5 million in rent among the nearly 200 of its tenants in response to the effects of the pandemic with a resolution that it approved covering the base rents for businesses between March 1st of 2020 and April 30th of 2021. And over the course of the pandemic, the port began a rent deferral program for restaurant tenants, offering 14 months of rent relief and other credits. They also streamlined permit applications for outdoor dining. Castagnolas did not avail themselves of any of the financial relief that the port offered. Instead, they kept their doors closed and allowed the property to fall in disrepair effectively walking away from their lease obligations and the Fisherman's Wharf community. When the restaurant failed to pay rent for a full year and and maintain the property, its insurance or its permits, the port issued the three-day notice. And after the owners still didn't respond, that left litigation as the only remaining option. Now, this is a huge restaurant. It seats 270 people. I've eaten there so many times. Retired U.S. Army General Andrew Lawley bought the restaurant for $3 million back in 1976. He then passed it on to his daughters, Kathy Higdon and Cindy Foxworth, in 2003. Two other Fisherman's Wharf establishments that are well-known, I've eaten there many times, called Tarantino's and Pompey's Grotto, also are rumored to be closing after months of hibernation during the pandemic. These restaurants are fixtures in Fisherman's Wharf, some of the most heavily trafficked tourist areas in San Francisco. Now, we know this pandemic will come to an end. Even with the reduced number of restaurants, the owners I've spoken with are all having a tremendous amount of trouble finding staff to come back to work. Those that are opening are actually doing a bang-up business, but they're having a hard time finding staff for the kitchen and the dining room. And one of the reasons I believe staffing's an issue has to do with the chaotic situation in the nation's schools. Students are having to respond to a fluid situation with online learning, part-time classroom learning, and large numbers of students now being forced to quarantine at home whenever there's an outbreak in the classroom. Parents are juggling homeschooling, keeping kids engaged with online learning, and work priorities. I know of many families that have simply made the decision that one parent's going to stay home and care for the kids until we're out of the pandemic environment. There is a reduction in household income, but parents don't want the lasting impact on kids who have been left alone for what amounts to now a couple of years in the middle of their childhood. Sometimes it's the mom staying at home, and sometimes it's the dad, but it's particularly difficult for single parents. So for now, restaurants are going to be facing acute labor shortages. But once this is over, the remaining restaurants are going to be doing a great level of business. Now is actually a good time to be opening a restaurant. It's perhaps one of the best times in history to be entering the restaurant business. It's an industry known for volatility and financial risk. But a huge amount of supply has been removed from the market in the face of recovering demand. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.